Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast sponsors, We Coach and the Global Community of Women <clears throat> in High School Sports. These are two great organizations that you should be a part of and your coaches should be a part of, too. So that's We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Now let's um, have a quick message from each of our sponsors. We want to say thanks to the good folks at Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. Their products not only raise money for your athletic department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. We've got a Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. We use it for home games. We use it for pep rallies. We also use it for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just fantastic. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and you can schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all your sports, along with your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They've got a tremendous number of interactive touchscreen consoles and a library of templates that will help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication, and for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Go to Gipper.com, tell them you heard about it on the podcast, and mention the podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom-branded content for your school's social media channel. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com, and they'll show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances. Uh, school plays, concerts, even graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports, and over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their athletes play better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the uh, mobile apps. They love the smart cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play from high school, college, all the way down to club and youth programs. Huddle provides a complete professional grade solution to your video and analytics challenges. We believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and Go to huddle.com to turn your school into a huddle school. That's huddle.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Raise. 
go to snapraise.com or go to their primary website on snap.com and check out all the things that snap can do for you from a fundraising standpoint snap raise is just fantastic our coaches used it at my school and it was just great as an athletic director i knew what was going on but i wasn't involved there's no upfront cost your data secure they even have a platform where you can get your money before you actually start your fundraiser choosing the best fundraiser is critical and you can put the snap raise digital difference to work for your school like i said it's easy it's safe and it works Go to snapraise.com and check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools just like yours raise using Snap Raise. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com to get started. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my school, we use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, even for parents. And the information that came back was almost always over the top positive, and it'll be the same for you too. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit. And sometimes they'd share a small issue that you could address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Ready. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right here in Florida today, and we've got a really cool guest I know you're going to enjoy. Uh, we're going to be visiting with Tara Gibson. Tara is the CEO of a company called All Black. Uh, they're a consulting, coaching, and community engagement uh, organization. She's going to share a little bit more about that. She's also uh, at Eastern Florida State College right here in Florida. And so uh, I'm excited to hear about everything she's going to share today. So, uh for our listeners, uh, Tara Gibson, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Jake. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, uh, we were talking before the show. You and I connected through uh, a mutual friend, Misty Buck, uh, down in the Miami area, you know, a branding expert. And uh, I, I agree with her assessment uh, that you would be a great guest. So let's go and jump right in. Uh, we always like to let our uh, listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So Give us that quick bio, uh, where you were born, where you grew up, and uh, you know maybe uh, how you got into this world of athletics. Sure, my pleasure to do so. And yes, yeah, shout out to Coach Misty Buck, love her. Um, so I'm originally from Brunswick, Georgia. Um, I grew up there for till about middle elementary school, and then my mom moved us down to Central Florida area. And so I was there for a little while and um, went to... Uh, that's when I got introduced to sports, actually, at Tuscola Middle School there. I was on my first basketball team. And, I mean, when I had my first practice, it was like love at first sight. Like, <laughs> I was just like, okay, thank you. And so from then, you know, I just started on the path of playing basketball. That just became my sport. I didn't really play any other sports, you know, growing up. So basketball was it for me. And um, so I played Tuscola. Then we moved over to the other side of town. And um, I ended up attending um, Lake Brantley High School. Um, I did spend some time in California for a couple of years where I did my junior high years, but came back and went to Lake Brantley High School from there, played basketball um, there and received the opportunity to, um, and I'll talk about it more later, but my, I, I really didn't have any scholarship offers. I really didn't understand first time in college student, how to position myself, how to prepare myself um, for college. But I ended up at the last minute getting an opportunity to go to West Virginia Tech up in West Virginia. So um, culture shock for real. Okay. <laughs> so I went to West Virginia Tech for my first year. I met my best friend who is still my best friend now. Um, you know, God works in mysterious ways. So I went to West Virginia in the mountains, not understanding college again. Um, but I met a friend that has become family and we have just been on this journey together ever since. So I made it We from West Virginia Tech. Um, things didn't work out. So I transferred back to Valencia. State College, where I played basketball when they had a um, a program there. So I played for Coach Cox there. 
Um, and then again, I transferred to UCF and that's where I finished up. You can finish at UCF. So I went to UCF and played there. The, the, the college wasn't like a major uh, metropolitan city like it is now when I was there. No one knew what UCF was. But now I'm proudly to say I'm a UCF Knight because people know that we are on the map. You know, we're one of the biggest colleges in the nation. So I was happy mm -hmm. to go there and I graduated from there. Um, honestly, Jake, when I graduated, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought in my mind, you know, I went to school um, as, a, as a real jock thinking like I'm going to be playing basketball as a professional, this and that. Not sure why I thought that because women's basketball wasn't you know, we didn't have the WNBA, but I thought maybe go overseas and things of that sort. So when I got finished um, playing ball, I was lost. I didn't know what to do, whatever. And, and luckily, again, me and my best friend, you know, we just kind of figured out um, she actually helped me, you know, navigate that. And I uh, started coaching, got into coaching high school at Mainland High School. Where I was in Daytona Beach at the time, coached at Mainland High School. And then it's, it's funny how things turn, but um, Coach Cox, they started a program at Daytona, Daytona State College. He was the head coach there. He was looking for an assistant. And well, lo and behold, well, hey, coach. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into the swing of things. And after that, it just kind of, you know, took off. And I and I began, I became Coach T. Yeah, you have that moniker, I think, uh, on the website there. Uh, yes. Very cool. Um, looking back on those days, uh, you know, going to West Virginia Tech, I'm going to guess um, in the mountains of West Virginia, which yes. I've been to before. Um, what a what a difference, even, mm -hmm. you know, uh, from what UCF was back then. Um, you know, any, um, you know, any particular events stick out from your time uh, at West Virginia Tech or, or even in that transition uh, transfer process that uh, you can see of, uh, are affecting you today? Yeah, you know, the one thing I the one thing I learned being in West Virginia Tech is a couple things. One is um it's really important for students to know how to navigate college because I took I didn't know that we didn't go to class every day. Like in high school we have the same classes every day. In college I didn't know we didn't have them, you know, Monday, you know, we have Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday classes. I didn't understand that. So I loaded my schedule with classes, you know, thinking I'm high school. I'm thinking high school, right? And so that affected me my first semester. I actually almost didn't make it out of my first semester. But again, my best friend was there. She helped me out a lot tremendously once we got to know each other. Um and then I also understand the power of people. Even though I was up in the mountains, we lived in the dorm and we had such a great connection with my dorm mates, you know, just being around the dorm. Um, and we, you know, in a small town with only one stoplight, McDonald's was down the road, <laughs> like there was no McDonald's, no nothing. Um, I learned the power of people and relationships and how coming together as a community, made, I had so much fun there. I really think if I played more because I didn't play. So as an athlete, when we don't play, we get you know, you know, I'm better than that. I should be playing, you know, coach, why are you playing me? I'm better than who's in front of me. Not understanding again, college and that you have to pay your dues, you know, coming in as a freshman, you got to learn a system. You got to get in shape. You know, you got to understand how to navigate classes. There's so much involved in that. Um, so looking back now as mature adult, I can say that, but at the time as a young immature person, I didn't understand that. So that would cause me to transfer. But I think if I was playing more, both me and my um, best friend now, um, we would have stayed, you know, cause it wasn't a bad place because the people, the people made it great. The people made it great. So, um, again, those are the kind of two things that I really, really took from that, that experience. And we were actually 18 and 0 that season. I mean, we had a great team. It was a great experience, Jake. It's just I wasn't playing. So, right. you know, when I, it's just so weird. You know, you're part of a championship team, but when you're not playing, it, it really messes with your mind if you don't understand how to navigate that. No, and, and again, that's one of the challenges that coaches face all the time. Let's go and talk a little bit about that. You know, um, you know, in the um, in your career, obviously you're you know more on the front end, uh, not like me on the on the back end. But <laughs> a, as a young coach, as a newer coach, um, how was that? How did you navigate that landscape, which can really be a pitfall for young coaches or young ads, of saying, okay, I'm no longer you know, uh, let's say college, I'm no longer a 20 year old college senior. I'm a 22 year old college coach. Uh, right. How did you navigate that? 
Yeah. And so it really was for me, it was a lifesaver because um, I was able, because I wanted to continue to play. I did pursuing playing. I went to a couple WNBA trials with that league hosted. Um, I was trying to get overseas and those things wasn't working. I didn't realize as a five, four point guard, you know, slender in size that I wasn't the pick of the bunch, you know, people aren't going to be rushing to get to me. It took me a while to, for that to hit, hit home. But once it hit home, uh, I understand that I could still be in the game that I love, but just in a different dynamic. Right. And again, um, I, <clears throat> I saw that Dr. Flynn, he was talking about having mentors and stuff like that around you, which I didn't have, which it it, it didn't help. It didn't um, allow me to understand that there's more to basketball than just playing. Right. But once I grasped that and I started coaching and then I realized how I could play through my players by help coaching them and building them up and getting their skill level ready and understanding how to translate the game as a player now to a coach, because as a coach, you see things totally different as a player, like as a player, you think it's just, I want to play, I want to do, you know, do that. But as a coach, I'm like, wow, there's so much more to this game and understanding how to put pieces together, how to deal with the different personalities, players and parents and things of that sort. Um, so I, as it became like, as the light bulb went off, um, it helped me tremendously because I was able to now translate of the life of being a coach and to talk to the player like I didn't have and tell them, okay, you just see you want to play, but let me tell you everything the coach is processing and what they have to deal with in regards to putting you on the court. There's a lot to go into that than saying, Hey, you know, sub in, you know what I'm saying? So um, being able to be that, that the liaison, you know, with the players was really helpful being able to be right, you know, from playing, transitioning to a coach, I had a lot of respect because a lot of coaches that I worked for were older, obviously. Um, and they felt like, oh, they're not in touch. They don't understand. Um, but me being able to kind of soften that, I think, helped out tremendously. Oh, no, ab absolutely. Yeah. And again, you know, the those that go into coaching, um, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, they see the game differently. And probably as players, you know, at some point they begin to see that game differently, too. Thanks, right. uh, thanks for sharing that. For, sure. um, for our listeners. Our guest today is Tara Gibson. She's the CEO of All Black. We're going to hear a little bit more about that uh, later in the podcast. Also a coach. Uh, let's take our first break. Uh, this is the Educational AD Podcast. Please stay with us. We'll be back with some more. We want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but they're more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like communication and attendance. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com, use the podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Start creating custom branded content for your school's social media channel. Gipper.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Tara Gibson. Uh, she's a coach. She's a CEO. And uh, she's going to be sharing with us. But uh Tara, um, we talked during the break uh, about mentors. Um, none of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that have helped you out? The expression I like to use is I still hear those voices in my head. Uh, so do you have any voices that you hear? It's, it's, it's funny you asked this because, of course, I did a little homework. I was watching some of your previous podcasts and I saw this question come up and I was like, hmm, who was a mentor to this hard-headed, stubborn kid that didn't listen, you know, that wasn't the best teammate in high school? Who mentored me? Um, 
So I have to say, thinking about, you know, back, you know, coming up even to now, um, it started off that, um, you know, of course, my mom, you know, we talk about, you know, our, our home and stuff like that. My mom was my best mentor. She was always there for me, supportive, single parent, stuff like that. So I have to give shout out to moms because that's my heart. Um, but moving outside of that, um, I had my first real mentor when I was in high school. Um, Nancy, she was she would come. Um, a few times a month to come pick me up we'd go have breakfast and stuff like that she would just listen and, and and you know talk to me and encourage me and stuff um and that was just like a personal mentor someone that you know I could just spend some time with and that meant the world to me we're still connected today so um Nancy is just truly a great sweet spirit and she's always just supported me throughout my life we did lose contact for a little bit but because of social media and things of that sort we're, we're able now to stay more more so in contact um and then a real mentor with me in my career just becoming a better person has been my best friend she's actually the head coach at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University for women's basketball um coach Lisa Wilson and you know that's the person I met in West Virginia and it's so funny how we met because in high school we played at rival high schools um she played at Lake Howell High School I was like Brantley High School and I'm sure she's blocked a couple of my shots because she's six feet and you know <laughs> you know so I know she has blocked so um but I really didn't know her at that point in time and we really didn't meet and have that great bond until we got to college and ever since then she's just helped me grow become a better student um become a better person because like I said I wasn't the best teammate anything like that and even today she helps me become a better coach I mean we're always sharing ideas um she's gone on to coach at you know University of Alabama she's had some great coaching stints at um um, Georgia Southern and we also coached together at Seminole State College um, I was her assistant coach before she left to go to Alabama when she left I took over as the head coach there um, so we just just been great uh, I'm, you know I'm Rocco her son is my godson and so we're really a close-knit um, person but she's also one of those people that keeps it straight no chaser like she will tell me she will get my stuff and tell me t you're wrong for this you know what i mean like t you're wrong for this you need to do better um and you just need those kind of people in my life but she'll also tell me when i'm doing good right and she'll also encourage me when i'm afraid and, and afraid to step out and do certain things or i'm questioning my gift um so she's just been a constant in my life um and when i think about other people i remember dr flynn he talked about uh, micro mentors, right? I'm still in that too, Jake. I'm still in that too, micro mentors. And, you know, I've had that along the way with people who just, you know, come into my life and, you know, giving me some tidbits here and there. Um, and also, believe it or not, some of my players have, have some of my players and some of the um, people that I've mentored, because I don't only mentor student athletes, but I've mentored, um, you know, people in general, just students, because I've been in higher education for a while. Um, but now a lot of my players, as they grow up and mature, I learn from them. They help me. They mentor me. I can bounce out that uh, um, ideas off of them. So it's become just a great cycle and community of people um, that are in my life. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because mentoring is very much, um, you know, cyclical and, and you know, pay it forward, you know, yeah. type of thing. Pay it back, too. So uh, it's great that you still have a relationship with a lot of your mentors. Um, I, again, our regular wow. listeners hear me say this all the time. I just love to hear those stories. You know, I, I just think it's so cool. Yeah. Let's go and um, talk a little bit or I'm going to let you talk a little bit okay. about your organization. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one thing that we're proud of, the, the sound that you hear now is me patting myself on the back. Uh, one thing that we're proud of is in our 400 plus interviews, uh, half of those have featured women. And, you know, here we have, you know, a woman who's a coach, a CEO. Let's talk about that CEO experience. Uh, yeah. Share with our listeners a little bit about All Black. Awesome. I love to. Um, so All Black is my baby. <laughs> um, I have, you know, like I said, I've been coaching um, and I, and, and I, and I say coaching on the court, but coaching off the court as well. And, you know, I coach people of all ages. And so all black, it's just, I just put an LLC on it. I put a nonprofit on it because um, we have an LLC and a nonprofit division as well. Um, and so that's just accumulation of my life's work right there. And so I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm confident in my skill set. I'm confident in the results that I've had because I see people that I've touched and how well they're doing um, and how they're reciprocating, you know, that 
touch to other people's paying it forward, like you just mentioned. And I was like, okay, well, I want to challenge myself now, rather than just mentoring just people one-on-one or, you know, teams and stuff like that. I want to mentor communities. And so this is where that aspect came in. Cause I've always wanted to do more um, on a community base. So we, we, we formed um, all black LLC. And so funny again, like I talked about, um, I started it in the, in the beginning with two, two young men that I mentored. I was at Bethune-Cookman University there, and I created, um, I was in the freshman department. We were charged with retention because retention in African-American males at the college level is very low. And so we created a program called Made Men, which garnered natu- national attention. Um, we had this program called Made Men, and then we we birthed from that Made Women. And so um, <clears throat> these Made Men, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we kind of mentored them. Um, and now they're all grown up now. <laughs> and so they're doing really well, so much so that I decided to go into business with them. And so when I talk about, you know, people that I've mentored are now mentoring me, that's kind of where that aspect of. Uh, but now it's just me and Desmond, um, Desmond Washington. He's my um, chief operating officer. He's with me and we just been, we just been grinding it out. So it's really been a great experience. And what we want to, what we want to do, Jake, this was really birthed from the fact that um, I have, and I'm sure you have too, I've had parents come up to me and say, will you talk to Johnny? Because when I talk to him and I tell him the same exact thing, he doesn't listen. But when you come and you say, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, <laughs> splitting the Red Sea, you know, it's like light bulb goes off and, you know, that that impact is made. And I realized that too, that the power of our platform that we have to make change, not only within the lives that we touch on a daily basis, but within our community. And so I want to use that platform of All Black to reach out to underserved communities, particularly, um, but we service everybody but to reach out to underserved communities um, and to use our platform to encourage people to live healthier lives, to help people level up. A lot of people want to do better. They just don't know how to do better. And so that's kind of when you hear that coaching, consulting and community um, engagement for change, that's kind of what we want to change the negative narrative narrative of our communities so that uh, so that they can level up and live healthier in their lives. Yeah. Uh, again, I've been on your website and, mm-hmm. uh, the some of the clients that you uh, have worked with, you got listed there. Uh, you're yes. very active. Um, yes. Speak to that um, um, cynical athletic director now who's mm-hmm. listening, and why should they reach out and get involved? What can you know your organization help them do a better job with? Glad you asked that because what we're working on now, working with NFL player JT Hassel, he's one of our, he's one of our first. Um, professional athlete clients that we have um, and we're continuing to add more because we feel like um, our athletes come out of our neighborhoods, right? They come out of these disproportionate neighborhoods um, and they are able to do well. And a lot of them do come back to the communities, but sometimes they come back and they just give away turkeys and toys, right? And we feel like sometimes that's pacifying poverty. And so we like, hey, you have this great platform and granted you might have the fame and not the fortune, but with the power of your platform, we can do so much more to impact our communities to be better, right? And so, um, you know, we try to say, hey, use your platform to transform. And a lot of times they're busy, they don't have time and they don't know how, so that's where we come in. So I brought that up to say that we're working with JT Hassel to create um, a club for student athletes who are in high school, what we can offer, um, and we want to do it um, statewide, we want to start off statewide or even our local area, it just depends um, if we start off with a, um, what you call it, the um, a small cohort first. Um, we want to offer a mentoring program. Um, it's actually going to be a club where kids can join the club, right, who are student athletes, where we can provide for them because, you know, with that NIL, NIL stuff now available, it's about to get crazy, Jake. It's about to get crazy. We want to do something for parents too because, Parents are going to be starting getting crazy. As you know, it's going to be because of the money. When you put money on something, the pressure intensifies, right? And so how do we navigate that? How do we keep the joy of sports so kids don't get burnt out, kids don't get overwhelmed? Because granted, there's more money tied to it, but they're still kids. They're still growing and maturing, right? So we don't want to break them trying to chase the bag. And so I feel like it's important. So we're in the process of developing um, a club membership where student athletes can join so that we can help prepare them as they as they transition through high school to prepare for college and any NIL stuff that they may um, be, be, you know, lucky to have. Also, we're going to create something for parents, NIL for parents, to make sure that they understand because right now I know even as a basketball coach, coach the, the travel the travel circuit is expensive. 
right? And it's very competitive. And it's going to even intensify again with that carrot at the end where students can now in college make millions of dollars. You don't even have to go to the pro, right? So now it's it's a little bit, the hanging fruit has got lower, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what, what used to be really high has now come down where people can actually grab it. You don't have to be a superstar, an all-star to make it. Right. And some of that money changes people's lives. I get it. I understand. But we don't want to lose vision of, of the of the power of sports, the pleasure of sports and enjoying that. So we're planning on, you know, and I'm, well, I'm, I'm open to working with athletic directors and stuff like that to build this because we would love to have them get involved, have their students attend so we can start preparing them professionally. Um, you know, teaching them professional skills, how to understand that. Um, having um, athletes come back, you know, college athletes talk to them about their experiences, professional athletes, you know, they'll have, um, you know, time like we're doing right now in a club setting, well, they'll be able to ask questions to these pros, ask questions to these college athletes about their experiences, because I know, I know I didn't have that, you know, not just going to college, period, I didn't have and know what to expect and making that transition. So we want to provide a platform where um, they can come together and have exposure to these um, these professionals and college athletes. Yeah, great, great stuff. Now, we'll do this at the end of the podcast, too. But if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, um, pick your brain a little bit more, or find out more about uh, the organization, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Yeah, they can, they can email me. Um, it's Tara at allblack ab.com so they can email me there um again we have um, a form on our website if you want to contact us social media of course we're on social media we're on twitter uh facebook and ig so all, all black b-o-t-g we're on those boots on the ground is what we call it all black b-o-t-g they can connect with us there as well all right great stuff tara gibson with the uh, all black we're going to take another break but we'll be back with some more please stay with us this is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards and your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They've got uh, a library of uh, interactive video consoles and templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you showcase your school's history and your proudest moments. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, school plays, concerts, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing at hometownticketing.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Tara Gibson. Uh, she's a coach. She's a CEO. And uh, right now I'm going to put her on the spot. Uh, one of the things we try to do with this podcast is the idea of sharing best practices. So what are a couple of things that you do with your program, or maybe you've seen um, at other programs you've been at that you'd like to pass on and share with our listeners? Uh, what are some best practices? Thanks. Um, yeah. Kind of put me on the spot, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to go back real quick. Um, one of the things though, when I talked about, I was at Bethune-Cookman University, and I know this is a college level, but I did have the opportunity at Titusville High School here, um, um, Principal Gonzalez, she allowed me to come in right before COVID. Um, I started a mentoring program at the high school there. Um, really that balance, and I know I spoke about this earlier, but when, when young kids are in high school, and I try to tell people it's so important because I was the same way. And I see students now, even I'm working at East of Florida State College as a success advisor, uh, which is like an academic success coach. We work with first time in college students. Like a lot of them don't know the college culture is so different, right? 
and we lose a lot of them just because they did they don't know how to navigate it. That's really it. Not because they can't do the work or anything like that, but just because it's really hard for them to navigate the college culture. So I've seen, um, I would like to see more high schools develop um, personal and professional development programs or initiatives that people can, you know, come in if they're, I know, I know like our school systems are overloaded right now and this is a different time. They're, they're being challenged with getting teachers. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, I understand, I understand the struggle. Okay. But if I could just say some things that they could do to help these student athletes, even students in general, um, is to have, allow someone to come in, um, you know, team up with people, partner with people to come in and give personal and professional development, um, um, you know, classes or courses to help these students get ready to be an adult. Because once they turn 18, I tell my students all the time, you legally, your parents can be like, you can be gone right now. Okay. So, you know, and one thing I did realize when I went to college, Jake, the, the shock for me was understanding how much my mom really did do for us. Right. Because a lot of times we get so comfortable. We don't understand how our parents cover us. They, the bills they have to pay, keeping a roof over our head, keeping the refrigerator filled. I mean, Ramen noodles is real, okay, in college. Now I understand the struggle because them noodles was like eating steak, okay? So, um, you know, being out and you're understanding like, wow, like my parents really did do a lot for me. And we're spoiled. We don't get that. Our parents do a really good job of, of sheltering us and keeping us under that umbrella so we don't get wet. But um, at 18, the umbrella is down. You are out there. And so I think a lot of us, uh, uh, student athletes, even students aren't prepared to make that transition and get lost and it can easily go down the wrong path or, you know, take a harder role than need to, need be. So just, um, you know, like I said, I did that at Brooklyn Cooking University called Made Men, where we brought in people, I brought in, uh, you know, uh, franchise owners of Jimmy John's. He came in and talked about what he looks for when he's interviewing people. You know, we brought in somebody to talk about hygiene, health and hygiene, you know, how to keep yourself kept and, you know, um, men's health and things of that sort, you know, because men, you know, have a tendency not to be on point with their health. And so we talked about importance of men being healthy and the things that they can do, how to dress for an interview, how to tie a tie. Um, we had people come in and donate suits because a lot of the young men never had a suit before. They never had a suit. So we had suits donated in so that we sized them, sized them up. Um, so there's so many things that can help students still be a kid, still enjoy the journey as a, as a kid, but be ready to make that transition. You know, be a kid, but be ready. And I think there's a really balance there that we have to find <clears throat> for our students so that they can be ready to be productive and successful at that next level. You know, that is so cool. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I just saw a, a post <laughs> recently where uh, the, the coach was talking about, it was more geared to youth and middle school level sports, but the phrase he used was, um, we try to adultify uh, youth sports. In other words, making it so competitive and instead of focusing on fun and fundamentals. Um, and, and we forget sometimes that even junior high and high school and even college, you know, kids, if you will, uh, they're still kids, you know, they're not fully yeah. grown adults. And, and what a great yeah. way to, uh, you know, help them grow in other areas. Uh, very cool stuff. Tara, one of the topics that we've uh, uh, discussed almost since the beginning of the podcast has to do with this idea of toughness. A uh, hundred years ago, when I was still in high school, uh, our coaches would say things like, uh, come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. Or come on, Jake, you got to be tough. And we kind of knew what they were talking about. Um, since then, uh, we have figured out much better ways to communicate to our kids and our student athletes, but I still think toughness is an important component of sports and for life. So here's my question. How can we help kids to develop toughness while also being aware of the very real uh, social and emotional challenges that a generation Z kid is experiencing that I never had to go through. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I love this question simply because when I started out, I was one of those coaches like just tough nose, like they know Coach T, like Coach T don't play, you know, like I, cause um, that's kind of player I grew up with, you know, old school. I, I grew up playing on the park with guys, you know what I'm saying? So in order to even get in the game, I had to come across as, you know, I'm tough, you know, like I can handle this. So they had picked me up. Um, 
but in coaching, I, I, I came across like that, but I had to change. And my best friend, like I mentioned, she helped me do that because she was on the soft, not softer end, but she was on a more, more balance end than I was. Um, and so uh, when we're talking about that toughness, um, I think when you hear about great players and players that excel in their sport, they got that dog in them, right? Like the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant's, like them cats, they coming for your head, right? And so you better watch out. That's that dog, that fighting them. Um, even certain players that we had on the court, um, we had a post player that was undersized. Um, post player, I think she was like 5'10 or whatever, but she would give them six foot and taller girls she will give, she was trouble. They didn't want to see her. They didn't want to play with her because she just had that dog. And I think a lot of that when we talk about growing up in different environments and, and cultures, um, I noticed that students that struggled growing up, they had to fight for what they wanted. They had to fight to eat. They had to fight to get to school. Um, life wasn't so, you know, cut plain and simple for them. More so than they, they had a little bit more of that dog in them. But when we're talking about keep bringing that competitive spirit, because you're right, even off outside of the court, we're, we're competing for jobs. You know, we're competing to stay in our jobs. We're competing, you know, in so many different areas to be successful. And and life happens. Life happens to everybody. I don't care where you are, what color you are, whatever. Um, life comes at you. And how we deal with the different um, obstacles in life um, determines our quality of life. And that's so important. Um, and that's when we talk about about the mental health piece. And I was having a conversation with my best friend, I think last summer where we're saying, we do so much to train our physical body, right? We lift weights, we run, we work on our skill set and stuff, but what do we do to train our mind, right? And the mental health coaching is becoming more and more popular, which I think is good, it's no longer taboo. Um, so I think it's really important to understand the balance and, and the state of our mental health. <clears throat> and I think in order to create that toughness, you have to, meet some adversity, right? So, because struggle builds strength. Just like when you're in a weight room, you can't get stronger if you lift in two pound weights. You know, you have to add some weight and some resistance to that. So that's really like, for me, understanding, like a coach has to understand their players, how to push their players in certain instances and how far to push them. And I think that's really about relationships, understanding not only the player, but their background and where they come from, their home life, their parents, what they're surrounded by. And I, and I know, again, it's a lot at the high school level because you're dealing with so much, even at the college level. Um, and on top of that, you're dealing with your own inner issues and struggles, right? Making sure that you're okay and that your family at home is okay. So, I mean, it's a lot to tackle, but I think just, you know, when we are talking about coach to, to player, um, working with other people, collaborating with people who are good in their field. You know, like we mentioned Coach Misty Buck, that's what she does. Like bringing in other resources or getting people to help um, build that out for your team because it's not a one size fit all, right? You know, it's not a one size fit all. So you have to build that out for your team. And I think by, you know, getting help from others to help build that piece for your team would be really helpful. If that makes sense, hopefully. <laughs> I know I went around there, but just wanted to, you know, make it make sense <clears throat> where I was coming from with that. Oh, absolutely. And and you hit on a couple of key points, you know, the relationships that you build with your students. Uh, I'm going to guess, you know, that you had a similar relationship like I did with my coaches back in the day. Hey, we loved them. And, you know, we wanted to please them. We wanted to do well. Uh, but we knew the coach was uh, was behind us. They had our back. And so building that relationship with your student athletes is critical. And then the other point you mentioned, um, you don't have to be the expert in everything you know right. you're the basketball coach and you might not be the mental health uh motivational expert but there's so many resources that are available today as you mentioned somebody like mm -hmm. misty buck uh that you can reach out and and get help with very cool stuff thanks so much for sharing that for our listeners uh, our guest today is tara gibson she's a coach she's a ceo uh her organization is all black you need to check that out we're going to take another quick break but please stay with us this is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate money for your department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check out what their fantastic products can do for you.
sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their athletes perform better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. And as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Go to huddle.com, uh, whether you're a high school coach, a club coach, or even a youth coach, and they can help your athletes perform better. That's huddle.com. We believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Go to huddle.com and find out how your school can become a huddle school. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest again is Tara Gibson. She's a coach. She's a CEO. And um, right now, uh, Tara, one of our, again, longtime questions um, has to do with this idea of doing a better job of being socially aware and, and we've already talked it's a big umbrella but for an athletic director uh for a coach how can we do a better job for our kids our coaches our community of being socially aware well you know i love this question and i know i keep saying that but you have some really great questions <laughs> that align with me and who i am and um this this question is is really important to me because one being a you know African American woman, right, and the struggles that we deal with. I went to Lake Brantley High School, which is a predominantly white school, um, and I and I learned a lot from there. But then I also learned um, some good things and some bad things um, that I carry with me today. But I feel like as an athletic director, you know, you're the head, you're the leader, and I, and I think you set the tempo, you set the tone, right. And so um, for me, in regards to athletics, I think that's where you see the most most diverse diversified. Um, parts of a school even though I um, um, Lake Brantley High School was predominantly white um, on those football teams on the basketball teams that's where you saw a mixture of different cultures that, you know races and things of that sort and I think for people to um, lead in that particular you know as an athletic director, it's so important for you to always keep an open mind. I think it's so important for you to always listen and learn and spend time with people to understand because cultures are different. Like it, it really is. And there's nothing wrong with it, but I think they can be mis, misunderstood when you don't know and, and spend time with people, right? To hear, well, why do you, why do you, and, and be okay with asking some questions um, if it's coming from a good place to understand, you know? Um, Cause I had people ask me, Tara, is it okay for me to touch your hair? Um, and a lot of times some people get offended by it, uh, but you have to, we have to be willing to let people in to our culture so that they can understand uh, because we are different. And, you know, depending where we live and how we grow up, we're not exposed to certain things. So I might be a person that you feel comfortable with. Yeah, yes, you can touch my hair, you know, and understand the texture of my hair and why is like it is and why do I do certain things and, you know, how do I care for it? And is, is it different to yours? And you can share with me. I think if we have an open communication um, and we always talk about communication, communication is so important, but even having uncomfortable conversations, you know, when, when, you know, little black kids, especially boys leave the house, they do have that talk, right? Understanding what does that talk look like? Why do we have that talk? Regardless if you agree with certain things or not, but having an understanding, right? Because we can always agree to disagree. And I think that's okay. I mean, I love this great country and what we live in, the freedoms that we have. But I think in order for us to be successful together, because we're stronger together, in order, in order for us to coexist together in, a, in the great society that we have, it has to be open lines of communication and understanding. I think there's so many things that athletic directors can do because they have such a great power that they have in their position. So understanding the power of their position and, and having a, a heart to bring people together. Right. And doing other things outside of sports. And I know, again, it's challenging at the high school level because of resource staffing. I mean, I know, you know, they're worked, you know, to the bone and the things that they do for students already. But again, to create a culture of um, uh, of, of inclusion, because even me at the college, I had a student that was. I didn't know how to address the student. I, I honestly didn't know of what I, I was confused. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know if it. Their name didn't tell me what they were, um, the way they talked didn't give a, you know, who they, you know, who they wanted to be addressed as, the, you know, the way they dressed. And so I, I didn't know how to address that student 
and I couldn't say their name because their name was like a, 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 a you know, a weird name to pronounce. So um, what I did was I, I talked to my colleagues. I'm like, how do you guys address students when you're not really sure? And they said, just ask them what their pronouns are, right? Rather than saying, are you a boy or a girl? You know, cause that's so like, oh, wow. You know, that's so like, can be offensive to some people. Finding out the terms to use. Hey, what are your pronouns? And so now that I understand that, now I can, when I have a student that I'm not sure about, you know, but I want to be, you know, I'm not trying to be any type of way. I'll be like, can you just please tell me your pronouns? I just want to make sure I get it right. And make them feel warm and welcome. And, you know, that you're understanding that you're not judging them, you know, that you're embracing them, but you just want out of respect, you want to know how to address them. So those are certain things that I think as, you know, we educate ourselves to become better, we can help educate others and our coaches. And then, you know, our coaches can educate our players and it could just be like a ripple effect in those things. So just being willing to listen, being willing to be uncomfortable, you know, going into a room where maybe you're not the majority, you know, but going in to understand, to, to build those relationships across all, you know, cultures and races um, and just doing things like that, I think would help, you know, you know, make um, the athletic program again as a whole and bring the students together because you will be surprised how we already have clicks as it is. Right. You'll be surprised the bubbles that students live in um, as they're growing up or not having exposure to different things, but just making the introduction sometimes or creating a space where people can come in and just say hello to each other and know that it's okay to talk to each other, share differences, ask weird kind of questions, um, and, and get an understanding will help tremendously, I really think. Yeah, and again, you touched on so many great things, you know, the relationships, you know, listening, uh, you know, to your student athletes. And, uh, you know, as we talk about differences, you know, you, you also mentioned, you know, we have so much more common ground then we do differences. Very cool stuff. Thanks so much for sharing your heart. Sure. Uh, again, for our listeners, uh, our guest today is Tara Gibson. We're going to take another break. I know that's surprising, but uh, <laughs> we'll be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to the good people at SnapRaise for their support. Go to snapraise.com or you can go to their parent company on snap.com. Check out all the things that they can do for athletic directors and coaches. From a fundraising standpoint, SnapRaise is just outstanding. Uh, our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just great. As an athletic director, I knew what was going on, but I didn't have to be involved. There's no upfront cost. There's no inventory. Your data is secure, and it works. Okay? Uh, they even have a platform that allows you to get access to your money before you even do your fundraiser. Go to snapraise.com and check out the SnapRaise digital difference. It's easy, it's safe, and like I said, it works. Check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools raise using SnapRaise, schools that are just like yours. Choosing the correct fundraiser is critical, and you can start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com for more information. Tara, we were talking during the break and uh, you mentioned uh, a subject that uh, I think is really cool and needs a lot more attention. So uh, share with our listeners, uh, you know, your, um, you know, what you want to talk about. Yeah, thank you so much. When you had posed the question to me, I was lost for thought for a minute. I think I'm just nervous of being on your show and I'm really honored to be here. So thank you again for having me. This is so awesome. I love the platform. I love what you're doing in the industry to help us be better. So, um, and this is perfect for our audience and it's really it's really to my heart to me and I'll tell you why, but it's women coaching men. Um, so for me, I, I was coaching women for the longest time and after my stand as head coach at Seminole State College, um, my best friend had given me the reins when she went to University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Um, she had allowed me to, you know, step into her position as the head coach. But I left that soon after. I just stayed in for that year um, because I wanted to coach men, right? And at that time, it wasn't popular. It wasn't happening. And the barriers to coaching men were are real and they're still real today. And so I really want to talk about the topic because I want athletic directors to be, uh, encourage them to be more open to women coaching men because um, for me, it's not fair because there's so many men that coach women's sports. I think in college it's over, it's over 
I, I say 50% to be modest, but I know the numbers are crazy of the men that are coaching women, right? And I think as we move towards equality um, within our country as a whole, period, regards to race, gender, and all that kind of stuff, women coaching men needs to be addressed. And I think more opportunities need to be given to women who want to do that. I understand everybody doesn't want to do that, but I have male counterparts that um, have coached women and then things didn't work out because, you know, as a is it ever changing, you know, cycle in college sports sometimes. And then he just, he just went over and started coaching men. I'm like, and then he was coaching men for a while. He came back and coached women. And I'm thinking like, okay, his opportunities are so much broader than us. We're just limited to certain aspects of the sport. And uh, for me, it takes away. So I started on this journey and I have been just, you know, grinding, you know, 10 toes down, to you know, create an opportunity for women coaching men. And I have to say, again, it goes back to what I said earlier in the broadcast that our players, like our players, you never know. And I learned it so many times how our players turn around and come back and help us. But one of my players, she was doing an internship with the, with the WNBA. Um, she ran across Nancy Lieberman, Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman. Nancy was just announced as the first woman to coach an NBA team with the Dallas Mavericks, their G League team. Um, and so she ran into Nancy and she was talking to Nancy. And she's like, Nancy's looking for a staff. And she's like, my coach, Tara, Coach T, she wants to coach men. Nancy told her, she gave Nancy um, my number and she told her she was going to call me, right? Again, I was so excited. I wasn't sure, but she said, Nancy's going to call me. Well, Nancy called me. Um, and long story short, I was able to secure the position and I was the, um, on her staff uh, with the Dallas Mar Mar Mavericks G League team, um, the Texas Legends. Um, and I was on her staff with a couple other guys because the NBA staffs are, you know, pretty elaborate, but I was on her staff. So that was my greatest accomplishment, having the opportunity to coach men at the highest level. We had a couple uh, former first round draft picks on that team. Um, we, we were the first expansion team to make a playoff run. Um, we did so many great things um, there down in Dallas and it was such a great experience. And um, from that, I have, I have been continued to want to coach men. I've had opportunities to coach women. Um, and I did a little bit more, but I'm really stuck on because every time I tell people I want to coach men, they're like, oh, why don't you coach in the WNBA? Or why don't you, everybody tries, why don't you coach, you know, girls here or coach women here, college here. Um, but I've really been committed to my stance of, of, of you know, working in, in the male dominated profession of, of athletics. So also too, that's part of the reason why I started All Black, because I'm like, you know what? If y'all not going to let me in, I'm going to blaze a path for myself. So I've had the opportunity to work with a couple pro athletes, a Miami Dolphins player, like I said, uh, JT Haskell, which is my guy. Um, we're getting ready to do some work with Drew Gooden. Um, he's a former NBA player. We're getting ready to do some work with him. He's actually out of Orlando area. So we're really excited. So I'm like, okay, well, y'all won't work. With, let me work with men. With y'all, I'm going to work with men on my own. So I just really enjoy it. I grew up on it. You know, it's something that I love to do. I feel like I'm gifted enough. I understand the game understanding how to coach at a high level. Um, I have several players that I mentored, Chad Brown from UCF. He's um, He played with Taco Fall. He's now playing um, in Turkey, professional basketball. He's one of my guys. Romeo Crouch, he played at Embry-Riddle, um, all-star, you know, all-academic, I mean, not academic, all-American player. Um, he's now playing in Spain. I mean, these are guys that I've worked with. Um, I had a guy who, um, who uh, had a workout with the Lakers. So, you know, I say that to say that I, I have uh, receipts, okay? I got receipts that I know what I'm doing, that I know how to coach men, right? Um, and I understand that dynamic. Again, as a coach, humbly, I'm always learning. I'm always getting better. Um, but I'm just throwing out those receipts to let people know that women can do it. Like we have the aptitude to do it and adjust to the men's game, you know, just, you know, just as well as men coaching women. So I think giving us that fair opportunity to coach men would be a tremendous help and change, uh, a, a, be a change agent in our, in our sports industry. No, absolutely. And it's those experiences like yours, uh, which again, I'm, I'm so many um, connections that, that you mentioned, they start with that initial, just a hello, you know, and I don't want to say a random, but just, to getting out of your own uh, shell and, and introducing yourself. Hey, can I talk to you for a second? 
uh, the success that you had there with the G League. I mean, of course, you know, Becky Hammond and um, yes. you know, Las Vegas Aces. I mean, all of those things continue to, um, you know, blaze the trail, open the door, kick the door down, uh, whatever expression you want to use. Great, mm-hmm. great stuff. Very cool. I'm going to be following, you know, your career. Uh, Tara, this has been really cool getting to know you and spending some time with you, but we're not done yet. Uh, (laughs) We we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now you're not an athletic director, but you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from athletic surveys who sponsor the athletic director toolbox segment. And when we come back, uh, we're going to find out what Tara Gibson is going to put into her new athletic director toolbox please stay with us this is the educational ad podcast we want to say thanks to athletic surveys for sponsoring the ad toolbox segment of the podcast athletic surveys by lifetrack are a quick easy and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program at my school's We use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that came back on these surveys was almost always over-the-top positive, and it'll be the same for you. But the surveys also allows that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit, and sometimes they would share a small issue that you could address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it, because you hadn't done a survey. Uh, talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Tara Gibson. A uh, very successful coach, uh, also CEO of an uh, organization called All Black, which you really need to check out. Uh, but Tara, um, now's the time where I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director, or we could say a brand new coach, on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go into Tara Gibson's new athletic director toolbox? Oh, we Okay. This is tough. Okay, this is tough. Because like you said, it could be so much. (laughs) So the top three things I would put, okay, I guess number one would be um, mental health, right? Make sure that um, you understand who you are, right? How your mental health is and your mental health care. Um, Work-life balance is so important. I know in some instances it's it's hard um, in the positions that we we are because we're always usually on 24 seven, right? Cause we just want to serve. We love service, but that, but in order for us to be our best selves, we have to have that mental health care piece. Um, and I'm so glad that our society is now embracing that it's no longer taboo. So I definitely push that out there for people. Um, that's number one. Number two would be, um, um, you know, I'm sure it's common, but be open to different you know, be open to learning, like I said before, different people, different cultures, um, be okay with having a diverse staff, see the power in diversity um, with your staff, with your players, see the power in that um, and embrace that. So learn how to embrace that on your own, not only on the court, but off the court and even in your daily life. Because I think if you add that piece to your daily life, it just, it's uh, organic. It's organic. And these people, and even kids nowadays, they know the difference between fake and organic, right? And um, I think lastly, I would say is um, be consistent. I mean, be who you are, you know, because again, the students are so, student athletes are so impressionable. Um, you know, there's a difference between showing favoritism and being fair, right? Because you have to address each student accordingly because everybody doesn't respond to the same thing. You may have a student, you can get in their grill and get hard on them and, you know, push them to the edge and they'll respond to that. Or you may have a student that if you did that to them, you would break them. So a lot of times people, students, even, you know, younger, they don't understand, well, you're harder on me than you're on them, but everybody responds to things differently. 
Um, but I said, you have to be know who you are and stand on that and be who you are consistently. Don't change. Know who your core values are, what you stand for, and then live on those, right? Reflect those in everything that you do. Um, I think that's so important. So I'm just speaking to the person, I guess, in regards to taking, because a lot of times you get pressure from parents, you get pr pressure from parents, teachers, you know, so much comes at you. If you are not ready, you will be pulled in so many different directions. You will lose who you are right and 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 lose the purpose you know coach dan said something so important on his his talk was about legacy understanding the legacy that you want to leave and you want to build and and let that be your anchor always let that be your anchor and hold on to that as you go out so um i think i said um that's all health open right to be in diversity and stuff and then really just knowing who you are your core values and standing on that and not and not leaving that you know, not, not wavering in that. And people respect that because they going to come for you. <laughs> the parents don't every day, they going to come for you. But when you stand and know who you are, um, you don't have to be any type of way you can be who you are and you can address them accordingly and everybody will respect, respect you in that. So they might not like you, but they will respect you <laughs> like that. So. No, absolutely. Yeah. All of those great, great tools. And uh, again, very consistent with what you shared with us uh, during the interview today. Thanks so much for being on. And sure. again, if, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, find out a little bit more about the organization, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Definitely. They can reach me um, by email, and that's Tara, T A R A, at allblackab.com. So Tara at allblackab, A is an apple, B is in boy.com. So Tara Gibson, all black and Eastern Florida State College. Uh, thanks so much for sharing and all the best uh, moving forward with the season. Thank you, Jake. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, definitely our pleasure. For our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of all of these interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Educational AD Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the interview. If you got suggestions for guests or if you'd like to be a guest, shoot me an email. That's jakestouchdown at gmail.com. Jakestouchdown is also my Twitter handle. Uh, before we go, we want to say thanks to our podcast partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Hope everybody uh, has a great day. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast.